You are listening to the Remotepreneurs Podcast. Here, you'll learn how to adapt to a new future of doing business remotely by listening to interviews with the new breed of entrepreneurs called Remotepreneurs. Now, welcome your host, a remotepreneur that came from the factories to building multiple location independent incomes all remotely, Philip Bill Stankowski. Welcome to the Remote Preneurs Podcast. My name is Philip Stankowski, and for the past five years, I managed to develop a location independent income as a sales freelancer. And I believe that the new entrepreneurs are remote preneurs. And the purpose of this podcast is to serve as a tool to every entrepreneur, expat, freelancer, or simply an employee that is struggling either to build their business remotely using outsourcing or simply trying to escape the trap of the cubicle corporate jobs. So this episode is quite interesting because it's a sport edition. I have two guests that are brothers and (laughs) they are building their fitness coaching business remotely. One of them is a college dropout and the other one is escape the corporate job. He escaped the cubicle. Uh, both of them come from New Jersey, and hi guys. What's up? Hello, what's going on? <laughs> Happy to be here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, could you guys please share your background? By the way, uh, this is Tyler. Tyler. This is Connor. Connor, and they are the Bold Brothers. Don't forget it. I'm 22 years old, and when I was 20 years old, I made the decision to drop out of college for a few reasons. But the one main reason was I just wanted more. I was in, you know, the system. I was actually an honor student. I was getting an academic scholarship. So I had a lot of academic pressure. I had to get above a 3.5 GPA. I had to do all these extra classes and all this. And I was just like, for what? Like for a letter grade, it doesn't make any sense. And at the end of the day, I was studying sports management in school, but I, I like business and I liked, you know, fitness, sports. And that's really the only thing I could pick, but it wasn't teaching me how to make a business. It was teaching me how to be an employee. And I started getting into reading like Robert Kiyosaki, you know, the cash flow quadrant, rich dad, poor dad, big Grant Cardone guy. And I started realizing that I was getting good at the wrong thing there and that I needed to make a change. So that's when I decided to actually drop out of school. And, you know, a big reason why we're remote entrepreneurs now is because when you make the decision right like that to go against society and go against the grain, Everybody, like, you get ostracized. You get called crazy and all that kind of yeah. stuff, right? Because <laughs> uh, people don't understand, right? Especially, like, your, your close family and stuff like that. They, they want what's best for you. But they don't know what's best for you. So there was a lot of resistance and all that. But, yeah, I, I kept on pushing through, you know. I, kept my, I had my vision, you know, that burning, that burning fire inside, the entrepreneurial spirit that everybody has. And, you know, you just keep on, you just keep on working. You know, you, you, you develop a plan and you put it into action. You take steps. And now here we are, like a year and a half later, I'm living in Chiang Mai, Thailand, with my brother, we're building our business, so. Yeah, we are living both like in a great villa, so. Yeah, yeah it's a nice place, yeah. Just, just interested, like, was it difficult to, to make the, the switch? I know you were thinking, you know, like, should I drop out, should I, and like, yeah. Ah. So the switch, it's, it happened over a period of a few months. So school starts up in like uh-huh. September. So it was in like August that I really started, started reading books and really started developing the entrepreneurial spirit and that kind of stuff. And then in, in October, I went back to school and I was just trying to sit in class and I was like, this is such a waste of time. Like I'm paying thousands of dollars in tuition for this. Like I'm not getting anything out of this. Like I want to learn how to build a business. I learned how to be like an employee for some sports company, you know? So as soon as I got back to school, I knew I wasn't going to last long. And then it was really just like convincing like my parents and stuff like that, but there was no convincing like they they were saying you have to stay, and um, I was like, you know what, I got to make my own decisions. Screw this, I'm out of here. So the decision was kind of hard, but at the end of the day, you just have to you have to move boldly. That's all it is. So I guess that's why you're bold, brother. Exactly. Interesting. Uh, can you tell us a little bit? You know, the parents struggle between you. Like, I I want to go. No, I paid you money. That's why I raised you. Like, don't disappoint us. Parents, they have like the old mentality where you know, grow up get good grades, get get into a good college, and then you can get a good job and live happily ever after, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's just, you know, the way they're brought up. It's the way they're conditioned. 
And they don't realize that now it's 2019 and we have unlimited opportunity and we can literally put our minds and create anything that we want. So they had their old mentality of how they want to do things. And of course, we live in a completely different world than when they grew up. So my parents were completely against my decision. And, you know, they, my mom cried for like three days when I dropped out of school and just laid <laughs> in her bed. Like she didn't move just because they're so conditioned to, to be that way. But I knew I was doing what was right for me. So I was like, you know what? Sorry, guys. Like you guys are going to have to get over it. But I'm doing this. And yeah, I wasn't going to let that stop me. You can't let that stop you. That's just one little piece of resistance you have to get over. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like a gravity. If you want to go to the sky, you need to like push. It's really hard to get out of the It the is. Gravity. It is to break the uh, mold like that for sure. But yeah. you got to do it. Yeah. Did, did your brother help out with the switch? Uh, yeah, you want to tell the story? Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> while this all is going on in New Jersey, I'm actually 3,000 miles away across America hanging out in San Francisco, working my little corporate job that I had. I was in... Uh, tech, I was in the recruiting aspect of a big, uh, big, big tech company. You know, I was kind of removed from all this stuff because I'm just in my own world, like trying to figure out how the hell I'm going to climb this corporate ladder and like start making some real money and like living a life that I'm proud of. Like, so I wasn't so involved in that. I was very like, you know, I don't know if you should drop out of college, man. Like I finished college. I had a great time in college. I very much valued my experience. It's up to you, man. Like I don't, I wouldn't suggest it. But yeah, he didn't. But suggest what? It, but what do I? But what do I know? Like I was, so yeah. I was a little hands off on that. So what? Ha- what? What made you decide to, you know, leave the, your corporate job? Isn't that the dream? Like after the college, like that. It really is painted as the dream. So right after I graduated from college, this is actually when the uh, bold brotherhood actually really started gaining traction. We didn't even know that we were building something that would be our future business. Mm-hmm. But I graduated from college and I moved home. And I had rowed. I was a Division One rower in college. And so, you know, my athletic spirit was high. And I was, like, very much in tune with, like, I just want to be functional and athletic. And Connor's like, hey, man, like, come hit the gym with me. Like, let's bodybuild. And I'm like, bodybuild, man. Like, that sounds like, I don't know. And uh, I just want to be athletic and be able to move well. I, I like, I look fine. It's, it's all good. But, uh, of course, he went to the gym. And I took it as a challenge. And the next day I was there in the gym with him. And then for a period of eight months after I graduated from college, we were working out consistently every day with uh, one of our other friends who's actually a certified personal trainer, great guy, Mm -hmm. grew up with him since I was five years old. And what happened then is we became super in tune with our bodies. We learned how to cut. We learned how to bulk. We learned how to build muscle, lose fat. We understood all the general principles that, you know, the general public is always seeking online but we learned it just by having a passion for always getting better. So this is eight months. I'm just living at home. I'm working three part-time jobs. Got my college degree. All is dandy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, eventually I started applying to corporate jobs because there was pressure to do so. And I didn't really know what else I was doing because my part-time jobs were dead end. You know, there was no promotion ladder there. So I got a job at this big uh, tech company in San Francisco and moved out to California. And I worked there for, in the same position for a year and seven months. When a year into the position, I actually interviewed for, you know, a promotion and I got the promotion, but they told me I had to wait eight months to start my new job. <laughs> wow. Eight months. <laughs> so, uh, so by the seventh month, I was going to be promoted one more month. By the seventh month, Cotter and I had made a huge plan to come out here to Chiang Mai. Yeah. And we're talking like every day. On the seventh month, I said, screw the promotion. I'm out of here. We're going to start our own business. And like... <laughs> I, I just couldn't take the uh, the constant just uncertainty of where you're going to be next. You know, you have no control over your own future. It's all about headcount and corporate politics and just stuff that personally, when you're trying to live a free life, I don't think you should be involved with. So there is no safe job? There is no, <laughs> no safe job, man. <laughs> That's a myth. Oh, man. <laughs> Who do you think in, in invented that bullshit? Uh, Rockefeller. <laughs> <laughs> JP Morgan. <laughs> yes, I think he came also in Macedonia because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a story. My parents both have uh, high education, like both have university degree. And when they were most productive around mid 40s, like when they should, you know, build something out of life, like financially at least, they, they lost their job because the country was going out of transition and they just were high executives. 
3,000 people, like huge corporation, shoe factory, like supplying Europe, Russia, everything, like stable job as, as it goes. But the best. Yeah, the best. <laughs> I mean, you cannot get best than that. But the country started trans- to transition to capitalism and everything was screwed. Like they just lost their job. 3,000 people lost their job and they were like, okay, what now? So I remember as a kid, what's the meaning of safe job? I mean, it was really hard. We were scraping for money. Well, all my childhood. That That's what forced me, you know, to, to, yeah. to hate university. Although I have a finished university, I have a law degree that I never used except to go to United States to get the visa. And that was the purpose why I okay. got to university, to be honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So the safe job doesn't work, especially... Because the world is changing so fast, the technology help us, you know, move so fast and you can do everything now with, with the computer. Yeah. So you, you do not need to uh, an office or a corporate huge businesses. Yeah. yeah. Big, big tower. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of overhead to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that the smaller companies uh, move faster because they are nimble. Yeah, you can pivot easily. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine in corporate job, like if you want to make a change, how, how it looks. You're so right. I remember uh, I wanted to push for my team to uh, feel empowered to apply and you know grow within the company because I felt like the management was really suffocating the team to as far as far as what they were capable of achieving. And I, so I was trying to do this like empowerment push because I was on a committee, uh, the social committee. And so you know I'm very uh, well ingrained with all 33 people across America who on my team, and I'm just like, yo, guys, we have to be more empowered. We have to be like looking for the next opportunity for us. And, you know, most of the time I felt like I was making pushes, but I felt like there was something behind the scenes hush-hushing my movement. And so, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's tough to make anything happen fast in, in corporate. And, and you see like huge companies. We don't have that big companies in Macedonia. Like they're dropping down. For example, Walmart, Amazon. Walmart is still big, I must admit, but Amazon is like gaining so yeah. much market share and, I believe some of the Walmarts are closed because of that. And Jeff yeah. Bezos just used the technology like, yeah, and the mindset. Right. And they change quick, I must admit. From books, see what happened now. They created economy of their own. Yeah, it's, it's they run sick. the marketplace. It's a crazy force. Physical products. Why do you think it's, it's really difficult to change in the corporate level? Is something in the management or is it a culture or is it like yeah. safety net? I think the culture is pretty ingrained. And I think management has a lot to do with that. Um, It's interesting. I didn't really understand the scale of the organization when I first got into a corporate job. Like, it really is a pyramid to the top. And so, you know, depending on where you're at, you have to have so many people on the same uh, level as you agree with you. And then with that, you have to start getting people on higher levels to agree with you, but it's just like one level at a time. And these guys at the top, they're busy, man. They're focused on hitting their numbers. You know, they're focused on doing anything it takes to look good to the person in front of them. And so with that, there's politics, there's shenanigans, there's things that go on that are outright lies right within the company. No matter how good of a company that you work for, I worked for one that was ranked on Forbes, LinkedIn, Best company to work for, best company to work for. They treat their employees amazing, office of quality, amazing amenities for employees. Meanwhile, you know, I'm in quarterly business reports where, you know, you have hundreds of people in the same department in the same room. And I'm looking at the boards and it's like the numbers are there and they're accurate, sure. But the way that they're presented are totally skewed as to why those numbers are real. But it's just because people have to protect their own backs. And I think you see a lot of it. I saw it in my company. I can't speak for others. But uh, I was I was pretty shocked by it, man. And it's just like a lot of this stuff doesn't move forward because a lot of people aren't honest with uh, themselves and their higher ups about like what's really going on because they're protecting the skin on their own back. Yeah, and I saw all this happening as a college student. And I said, yeah, I'm telling them this. Stuff. Yeah. So as all this is happening, I'm hearing it, and I'm like, all right, if I keep on doing what I'm doing, I'm going to end up exactly, you know, in, in that position, working yeah. for a company in a corporate job. And I was like, why the hell would I keep on doing that? Why would I continue traveling the same the same path? Didn't make any sense. Like yeah. logically speaking, it's like why I don't want to be there. So why would I keep on going to school and working towards going there? And my so. favorite thing to tell Connor, like when I was in the corporate job, my observation, my favorite observation is like, okay, 
I see exactly the position that I could have for my next position. And that's like one year in the future, if all goes according to plan. But then I see the spot five years down the line. I'd be mid to high level sales in the company, making plenty of money, 300 plus thousand dollars a year, doing super well. But just looking at that person in that chair, like I could visibly see the person who is working that job. And I'm like, that guy looks so miserable. <laughs> he has to show up to this freaking office every single day. He's got to go home. He's got to deal with who knows what kind of relationship that he only has like yay amount of hours in the day to even deal with. And his whole entire life revolves around coming to this, this ship, you know, <laughs> come to the, come to the boat and row motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice one. <laughs> Like That's like in the Roman is. movies, like you know, please. Yeah, bro. Spartacus, uh, yeah. bro. Like, how am I supposed to say yes to that, bro? No freaking way. Why do you think that person cannot just like escape all of it? Like, if you're feeling so miserable, is it stuck or something? There's a meme on the internet. It's like a horse with a rope tied to its neck. Yeah. And the rope's like tied to like a little plastic stool that weighs like one pound. Oh But the yeah. The horse doesn't move because it's conditioned to think that it can't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like these people are they're in this position, they think they're chained down, they think they can't do anything, mm-hmm. but in reality they can wake up tomorrow and just walk walk away from it all. Yeah, granted, a lot of people have family responsibilities, they have they have a house, they have liabilities, is what it is, because yeah. society teaches you get liabilities, get in yeah. debt, stay trapped. But in reality, they can literally just walk away tomorrow. But they're so conditioned, and it's so hard to break that conditioning. It's called hypnotic rhythm. Um, Napoleon Hill writes about it in a book called Outwitting the Devil should definitely check that book out. But essentially, when you start doing the same thing every single day, it becomes a cycle. And like human beings, human nature, it, it gets almost impossible to break after it. Like you can't change your mind after it. That's why older people are so set in their ways. So, I mean, I think it's just conditioning. If they wanted to, if they had that really strong why, they could just, they would figure out a way to leave. It's as simple as that. They would figure out something else. If they wanted it bad enough. That, 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 that's a nice one. I also saw, and I think that's how they train the, the animals, especially elephants. They condition him like through a rope and, you know, they put it something like in the ground so yeah. he cannot like escape. After a while, when he grows up, like he's like huge, this beast. I mean, he can take down this whole villa and yeah. he's like, ah, no, don't even try. Like, yeah. it's not working. Exactly. It's like I, I was hurt so much that it doesn't, doesn't make exactly. sense. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. So the society is treating us as animals. Yeah, essentially. We're conditioning. Conditioned. Yep. Yeah, we're not so far from it, man. Also, what I'm thinking that people are meant to to change places, like Definitely. to be nomads, like to to change because after a Play. while, yeah, you you'll get bored. Even this this is a this is really amazing villa here. I mean, it's like from the movies. I cannot believe that I'm I'm here. Like honestly, if I'm here like two three years, I'll probably start to to hate this place. Like even it's like. A dream house. Yeah, that's so true. So man. you need to change it. 100%. I think as humans, we're naturally curious. We're like naturally adventurous, and um, you know, we were hunter gatherers, you know, forever. And then the industrial revolution happened, and we got stuck in cities working in factories, assembly and lines, assembly lines, and so that's just not the way human beings have been living on this earth for thousands of years. And it just happened like less than two hundred years ago. So I think yeah. I definitely agree. We have to move around. Yeah, dude, we're capable of so much too. Yeah. Like, you know, human beings have always been conquering the world. And just recently that the whole entire world has been, you know, fully populated, if you will. Yeah. And it's just like, what to do now? It's like, keep on moving. Like, we, yeah. and, and, oh man, it's just, it goes even in line with like what we do training. Like, yeah. you know, just stay active, stay moving. It's all going to be good as long as you're moving towards something. Mm-hmm. If you have a direction and targets, what you want to achieve, you'll go there and, and be happy. That, that's from my personal experience. I mean, you mentioned the assembly line. I actually started my first job in a factory, shoe factory. And, and listen to this. I was getting paid 50 cent an hour. Wow. <laughs> How old are you? What year was it? I yeah, what year? Uh, 10 years ago, I was like 18. Wow. Okay. 18, 19, just, something. Just like. 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to go to university and I was like, screw that. I'll just make my own way in the uh-huh. corporate job. And I was like, 
first job uh-huh. factory shoe factory you know the, the the lowest point you can get yeah sticking the soles on the bottom of them yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny i was working like eight to ten hours i think it was shift because they need to you know bring you with, with wow. cars to a big factory yeah. and work there and my first paycheck it was like i took the calculator and i was like what Dang, bro. 50 cents an hour. I mean, dang. Did they tell you how much you were making before you started? (laughs) No, no, no. I was excited. (laughs) Excited to go to the cage. (laughs) But it it shocked me. And then I was like, I need to to figure this out. And that's everybody in Macedonia believes in greener pasture and, you know, the promised land, America. So I was the same. I mean, I'm not better. Right. Uh, And that's the reason why I started university. I, I scraped for money. Working hard and also studying a lot, I managed to get great grades and applied for visa. They approved because it, it looked like I'm serious and I wouldn't, you know, stay there. And I maybe I didn't even intention to stay, but I just wanted to see how it looks. And when I when I went there, I was in Santa Cruz, California. That's probably one of the areas that is richest. It's near Silicon Valley, and I'm just excited going there. Like, wow, huge beautiful places like this villa like everything I was like wow this is from the movie and when I started to to see like people sleeping on the street like town of 50,000 people is Santa Cruz uh-huh. probably it has between five to 10,000 homeless people I mean I was like yeah, what they flock there bro it's a nice spot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it didn't make sense I mean we are 100,000 people in my town Kumanovo and maybe 100 of them are homeless. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we take care of them. Like, yeah. gifts. Uh, I'm part of Rotary Club. So, from time to time, we, you know, make donation of food, like blankets, trying to build something, some kind of shelters for them to live. Yeah. But it's, it was a different story in the United no, States. I mean, it's a completely it's a different story. Yeah. It wasn't like in the movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. I had, a, yeah. I had a similar experience, man, because I grew up in New Jersey. I went to this high school in New York City, really, really good high school called Regis High School. And it was always like, I had a decision to go. Um, you have to take a scholarship test to get in. And so if you get into the school, it's the only tuition-free private high school in America. And so I had this big decision, and it was a no-brainer to me because everybody says when you go to Regis High School, you're going to be pretty much set for life. And so I'm like, oh, man, that's awesome. Like, this is going to get me to that green promised land. Um, our parents are both working class. So, you know, my dad's a wallpaper hanger. My mom works, uh, she does purchasing for a hardware factory. Uh-huh. And we got planes above us in Chiang Mai, so it's a little... Yeah, it's not World War II. It's just it's, it's too many planes in <laughs> Chiang Mai. A lot of people are getting away from their country and coming here. So. Yeah, a lot yeah, of planes. That's right, that's right. And so, anyway, you know, they, our parents just raised us to be the best kids that we could possibly be. They didn't, they yeah. don't even know how high their expectations were for us, but... Uh, here I am with this great opportunity to go to an amazing high school, and you know it got me into a college in California, oh, okay. the, the, where the where the grass is greener. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I got out there, man, and I had no idea that California was like in a drought. <laughs> like everything, all these beautiful hills are just brown and like <laughs> yellow, and I'm just like. I had the same experience as you, man. Like, the grass is green. Like, what? This is not what I Where is the grass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So it's funny. It just goes to show how good, like, how, how powerful marketing is. And yeah. Like, yeah when, you can, when you can start doing stuff, like, working remotely and doing things as powerful as marketing, yeah. like, you're, the possibilities are endless, man. You could paint the greenest picture in the world for, for anybody, man. And it's really yeah. it comes down to the entrepreneurs who are successful are the ones who are going to deliver on that promise. You have to know who you're talking to, who you're marketing to, what your message is, and what problem you're solving for these people. Because they're in this one place, they're, you know, they're, they're up late at night staring at the ceiling because they're in so much pain over this problem, right? So you have to know as the entrepreneur what they're going through, what they're experiencing, and paint the picture of where they want to go. And it's your job to bridge that gap from taking them to their hell to their fantasy. And once we discover, like, it, it just makes perfect sense. It's yeah. just completely logical, the way to do business, right? And, you know, you can, you can build up a bunch of digital products. You can build a digital product that takes them, you know, that bridges the gap for them, which is, you know, kind of similar to what we're doing, but we have a way more inclusive offer now than just a digital product. But essentially, we changed our business model to start solving these deep pain-causing problems for people. 
in relation to their their health and their fitness. Yeah, and then the beauty about it is that when you're doing something like this, you're actually more invested because your client is investing more in you. So, you know, they make your time more valuable than if you're, say, just dishing out a bunch of programs with, uh, you know, some kind of yeah. funnel. Or an ebook or something. Write an ebook and sell it for, you know, $20. Yeah, while that is that great way. passive income, like, where does it really make, how does it make you feel? Like, there's a lack of fulfillment because as a professional in any area, you want to be using your skills daily. And when your income, which is, you know, your job, what everybody wants to have, everybody wants to have something in life where they can go out every day and, like, have fun. And so like they, that's what we do. We, we get fit. We have fun. And so when we're just letting our whole entire income stream come from just these programs that are in the air, you know, yeah. in the waves that were around us, <laughs> just shooting into people's inboxes and stuff like yeah. that, it's like we're just sitting around and it's like, oh, man, like, how's it going? And it's just like, that's not part of our program. Like, for $67, we don't ask people, like, how's it going? Like, how can we help? Because it's not worth us spending a bunch of time with this person when they only invested $67 in us. So yeah. when, when we when we ask for a higher ticket, you know, that means they're more invested. They're ready to work with us. They're excited. They know, like, and trust us, mm-hmm. you know, which is awesome. And it allows us to fully give all of ourselves to them. Yeah. And so the, the exchange just so much more powerful when you're working on the business model that, you know, we're incorporating right now. And I feel like a lot of... Uh, personal brand entrepreneurs are starting to move towards this because of how sound it is for them and their clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense. If you pay more money, you will do the work. If, if it's like $67, I mean, starting for myself, if I get something and it's like I didn't pay so much money, I'm like, well, it's not a big deal, you know. If I yeah. paid like one thousand dollar, I'm going to, you know, do the push-ups there. Yeah, of course. Do everything. Yeah. And like for me personally, I've invested a lot in like uh, business courses, coaching, stuff like that, to like learn all this stuff about entrepreneurship, so I can go out and do it on my own. And I never actually bought anything unless I truly thought that it was going to change my life for the better. And you know, that's essentially what we're doing now. Like we're truly changing people's lives for the better with what we do. And like it just feels so right, you know. You know, I, I spent thousands of dollars on, on courses and stuff like that. I didn't do it unless it truly, truly felt right. And I was like, this is exactly what I need. Yeah, this is the way to do business for sure. So you believe that the, that the climate is going that way, like doing business? Uh, like for, connecting? For personal branding? For, for really successful people. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, something similar also. He's not in fitness space, but you mentioned him before, Grant Cardone. He does that like. Like so, so he just. I'm part of his 10x ambassador program, and I paid like one thousand dollars to be it. So that's a high ticket sale. But he provided a value with with the Facebook group, with the weekly calls, and you know the university, Grand Cardone's university. So all of them each provided one thousand dollars, and also you get a ticket to go to Growth Council. Yeah, hey. I mean, that's an over deliver, right? I didn't mind to pay it, and I will do it again. Dude, we actually went to the growth. Yeah, we were at the 10x growth con in Vegas, 2018. Wow, you were like yeah. epic, dude. And so that's when we were still. Uh, I mean, he was already out of college, but I was still in my nine to five. And we went to the 10x growth con, man. And the the guys yeah. on stage, that was the first exposure I had to like really successful entrepreneurs. And I gotta say, man, if you don't know about these people, you're not gonna be able to escape your nine to five. That's another thing that holds people back, dude. They don't have exposure to the people that are telling them that they can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's a huge, huge yeah. part of it, man. So I say get yourself to a conference, preferably the 10X Growth yeah. Conference. I'm literally wearing the wristband right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't be a little bitch, you yeah. know, what's up? <laughs> and so man, that, that actually tra- changed my life. And it's funny, it was the only really big conference I went to. It was everything I needed. And now that I'm out here and I meet some uh, more successful people in the community out here, they're like, you know, conferences are good to go to to check out, but don't make that a thing. Like, don't always be a conference goer yeah, because yeah. that means you're not a doer. That mm-hmm. means you're just constantly asking for hits of dopamine from these inspirational people. Yeah, Like, you know, go to the conference and then go home and then figure out what you're going to do and then and push forward. Yeah, I remember them saying the 10X Growth Con. I remember Andy Frasilla saying, like, if you come to this thing next year and you're in the exact same position you were in right now, and you completely fucked up. 
Like you yeah. didn't do shit. Like you you just procrastinated. You didn't do anything to change your situation. So conferences are great. They open your mind. They teach you a lot. But it's what happens after the conference that that what makes the difference. What you what you go home and what what you work on. How much work you do. I agree one hundred percent. I was going to a lot of conferences that you know, helped me change my mind. I mean, from 50 cent in a factory to, to be here in Chiang Mai doing interviews, yeah. you need a lot of conferences, right? Yeah. So definitely. definitely it helps, but you always need to do an action. So when I learn something from a conference, I try to implement a couple of things and just try to do them. I You cannot do everything. I mean, no. it's like too much, like one or two things you, you do and you just push to, to do it correctly. There is one guy that told me like, Whatever I try to to learn, do, succeed, anything, I promise to myself to do at least 100 sessions. So, you, for example, that that can be implemented in your business. If you want to, let's say, like lose weight, do 100 sessions, and it it doesn't have to be like three hours, 100 session. It can be like three minutes if you have to, just to do it, like to build a habit. Wow, do, I love that's that. powerful. You can use that. Yeah, I, I really like that because a lot of people say, you know, consistency and they just put it on a time scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you put it on like a quantitative scale it's where you can scale. count, show up, and you know, like just give a, we can, that's a great way to even incorporate your clients. You know, we yep. can give them like right in our upfront sales call, like, are you willing to commit to 100 sessions? Yeah. And, you know, we could even just provide them a PDF that they print out and they cross yep. off every single session. It's a powerful way and to track. I guarantee you, you're so right, man. By the time, what happened to you after 100 sessions? Everything changed. I mean, I wouldn't be here, for example, for Grant Cardone's. I started his group. It was like September, mid-September, something like that. I started watching it. Then I went to Oktoberfest in Munich. And nice. after Munich, after enough beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. I decided to start uh, I'm already top rated and earn good money on Upwork on one of the platforms for freelancers and I just decided that it's not safe to be just on one platform and I should build another presence on another platform so mid-October I started as a new Fiverr seller in that period like in four months I managed to become level two seller which is not that easy there are many things that you need to to hit, many targets. Fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I created a dominating geek on Fiverr. So organically, when you search that term or three, four similar terms, I'm the one. And also I created like three, four different Fiverr geeks that are like symbiotic, like Grant Cardone says, to that yeah, one. Symbiotic flows. Yeah, and that's how I'm dominating that niche now. So can you imagine somebody on, on Fiverr, you know, when he searched, for example, cold email, I appear. Prospecting, I appear. Lead generation, I appear. Somewhere, like right. on the first page. Oh, and yeah, then, I know Fiverr well, so I, I, I'm i looking forward to seeing powerful. your pretty face one day. On <laughs> yeah, I have a video. <laughs> I have a video. <laughs> no, you, so you put your face on, on the Fiverr video. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I talk. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's super smart, man. Yeah. A lot of people on those... Uh, Freelancing sites, you You're don't really scared to show their face. Yeah, man. You yeah, should, I don't like that. That that's the edge, and I yeah. like suited you. You yeah. should go. I mean, everybody can go on Fiverr, just write cold email and check me out. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's in my room. <laughs> Five star reviews, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, really interesting world we are living. Definitely, power to create anything. Okay, so so what are your future plans with, with brand? How do you plan to you know scale it? Where do you plan to go and Okay, so man, we got a lot of things going on. We're working on scaling up to $100,000 a month right now. That's our main goal. And from there, what we're going to do is, I mean, the big goal, we want to be on the 10x growth con stage. Yeah. Okay. Like that's, that's the, the power. That's, yeah, yeah, that's the power of what we believe our brand is. And so <laughs> right now we're training clients. We're having a good time, like understanding the whole entire ecosystem and working on the scale, uh, we're working on a webinar. So the webinar will uh, drive, you know, we'll drive Facebook ads to the webinar and the webinar will invite any viewers to hop on a phone call with us. And yeah. so that's how we're really gonna scale. Simple, very simple funnel. Yeah, that's a, that's a great funnel that yeah. we're gonna scale the machine with. And then from there, we're gonna start doing uh, seminars. So mm-hmm. we wanna do a lot of live seminars, which invite groups of people preferably successful entrepreneurs is our main 
people that we like to work with. Mm-hmm. So I invite a group of these guys in a room and, you know, give them topics that are relevant to how they're going to be able to increase their business with health and fitness and, you know, just gain exposure through that avenue. And so that'll uh, help us increase our public speaking skills. And from there, we have a lot of traveling planned for 2019. And we have uh, four months ahead of us. We're actually, we've been in Chiang Mai for five months now. And four days, we're going to Bali, Indonesia. So Yeah, buddy. (laughs) Difficult life, difficult life. (laughs) So we'll have probably about four months in Bali. Europe tour, going to be doing as many gigs as possible out there. Mm-hmm. And man, we're just excited to increase our public speaking presence and our, you know, just organic uh, view, like personal brand, you know? Yeah. What is your per- Abil- personal ability brand? to deliver our message to the world? Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's, that's the future. Well, if I like the Grant Cardon saying, like, people don't know you, they can't flow yeah. you. So Obscurity is, Obscurity. Is, is your only problem. Yeah. People definitely. don't know who you are. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I think that many of digital nomads are working on a computer like myself and we're like crouched like that on the computer all the time. And I think we do need fitness, right? At least some kind of regime. Definitely. Of course. Can you build something for them like to be simple? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Like to be simple, straight. You could do things in as little as 10 minutes a day. You can do things in as much as an hour a day. It really depends on your goals. If you're a digital nomad and you're sitting on your computer screen hunched over all day, we could. I what I could do is recommend right now just take a break every. There's a study. I think it's um, 51 minutes. I think you take a break every 51 minutes, and there's Mm -hmm. another one every 90 minutes. But uh, you know, these are like proven intervals. Um, Once you just take a break and you just take a small walk around and just go back to your desk, your body like resets because you're standing. You're more in your primal, just natural yep. way of being. I recommend a lot of things that are going to work on your posterior chain. So you could do, if, if you like to go to the gym, which we definitely prefer and recommend, you could just do like simple deadlifts. It doesn't have to be those heavy deadlifts that you see like guys, you know, sweating in, yeah. in big belts and knee straps in the gym. <laughs> yeah. You know, you could just go to the gym and just do deadlifts. And just, that's like one of the best exercises for your posterior chain. Okay. You just do squats yeah. in place. Like, push-ups, all, all these things are just activating muscles in your body that are normally completely sedentary. Mm-hmm. And so we were actually talking to a really smart guy recently, and uh, he's a physical therapist. His name is Vincent Burke. Uh, we work with him a lot, actually. He's like, dude, even you guys are sedentary. Like Even us, the fitness professionals right here, we live a sedentary lifestyle, technically. Because how long are we spending in the gym every day? Hour and a half. That's an hour and a half out of 24 hours that we're moving and being super active. The rest of the time, we're pretty much, you know, either working. I mean, we do go out to social events as much as possible and mm-hmm. get walking. But I mean, yeah, yeah. you go on your bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> motorbike, yeah. yeah we sit on our motorbike. We're not, we're not on a bicycle. So, yeah. no, uh, but I mean, a lot of our clients right now are entrepreneurs and, yeah. you know, they're sitting down a lot. And dude, once we, you know, we get them on board and we literally just tell them, up your daily activity level, like go for walks, you know, to break up your work, start drinking more water and just get in the gym three days a week. We start them out slow and, you know, they make crazy improvements in short amount of time just from these little simple switches in their lifestyle. And so, you know, if you're sitting down all day, just try to up your daily activity level, start going for a walk, you know, once a day, maybe start getting in the gym three days a week, you know, and just really maybe change your diet a little bit, but all these little tweaks in your lifestyle can make a huge, huge difference. You'll start feeling better. You'll have more energy to get more work done in the day. You know, you'll feel better. Your your body will look better, so. Yeah, and it's all about consistency. Yeah. Consistency is habits, and what you want to do is start with one habit, just like you were saying. Start with one thing, do 100 reps, then stack a new habit on, then stack a new habit on, and before you know it, as an entrepreneur who knows nothing about fitness, you're going to be completely in tune with your body by just stacking five small habits. Yeah. And obviously, it's completely dependent on you and your goals. You know, a lot of guys just want to get healthy, get get a little fit, you know, look better, you know, when summer rolls around. But some guys want to be crazy, shredded and strong and powerful, you know, and we cater the program to that person's goals. And it depends on who you are as an individual, for sure. So your model works like that. You, first of all, do a like a consulting call with a, with a client. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you like a structure, like a diet, exercise plan for him. 
for yes. example. For example, I would like to lose love handles. Mm-hmm. That's right. You're going to guys like structure like what I need to do to lose them. If somebody wants like to build up his like skinny, then it's a different like a program, let's say. Something like that. That's exactly what we do. We we do provide the nutrition and fitness program, mm-hmm. but our first training is actually a mindset training. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Because, you know, I can give you a fitness program, but if you don't have the mindset to follow through with it, or if you don't have the mindset to follow through the nutrition program, then you're not necessarily ready to be receiving that piece of information yet. So mm-hmm. it's very structured because, like I said, we got to build these habits. And the first habit is increasing your mindset to be able to be open to these new experiences in your life, mm-hmm. you know? If, if, if like this part of your body is something you struggled for for a long time, it's because something you're doing every day is letting you keep that. And so your mindset has to be a growth mindset that's willing to shift. Makes sense. Makes sense. Can you explain a little bit about mindset? How do you help people like change their mindset? Do you have like an ebook, something? So what we do is we have our first week of our course. Okay. So when clients come on, they have access to this eight-week course that we've created that is basically a full encyclopedia guide to get you from whatever knowledge level you're at now to full mastery of the gym and nutrition and how to approach it with a great strategy. So what we give people is we give them a a great strategy to follow. And so with the strategy, we have weekly coaching calls. So every single week, they're going to take this course and they're going to get a little bit of homework at the end of it. And then we're going to discuss the homework in the coaching call. And we're going to observe exactly how our clients have responded, how they're reacting, what they're saying, how they're feeling to the, this week's training. And with the first week being mindset, we really help them smash their limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the first week is all about. It's all about identifying what are you saying that you can't do that's that, that we back. know that you can do. Yeah. What, are the, what's the, what are you repeating to yourself? And like, so, what are you affirming uh-huh. without even knowing, right? That's causing you to be where you are. I mean, everybody has a blind spot, so you're just finding their blind spot. Exactly. Right? Exposing their blind spot, yeah, not just finding it. Yeah. Like, we're, we're letting them know because, you know, they've made it a large investment. They've told us that they're willing to change. Like, okay, this is where we're going to start. And so it's really about trusting the process for, for our clients, yeah. too. You know, that's how we grew in the gym originally. We just trusted the process. We, we just showed up. We got advice and we got yeah. tips, but when it came down to it, we just... Showed up every day and yep. the body started to change. Yeah, yeah, we, we can see. It <laughs> 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 changes. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yep. Quite interesting. Yeah. We definitely, people that are working remotely need to put some time in, in fitness. Now the question is, how can, you, how can we develop a habit to exercise? For example, when I'm home and st- stationed in one place, I do probably... Three times, uh, three times weekly, I do some kind of exercise. Usually, it's uh, push-ups, like abs, stuff like that. It's fantastic place yeah, to start. At least walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least that, and sometimes swim. So, how can we? Because we travel, and it's hard to develop habit if you're not stationed in one place. How can we develop a routine? Well, immediately when I go outside my comfort zone, I mean, in the place that I develop my habits, I just like kind of lose them. Definitely, I feel it like when you travel and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how can we change that? Like, yeah. So I mean, just like the making the switch to being an entrepreneur. Like, there's no perfect time, right? So you really have to make the time to actually do the work, develop the habit. You need a. You need, there's no perfect time to start working. Yeah, now. there's no perfect. The perfect time, to, time is now. Exactly. The perfect time is yesterday. Yeah. You know, and the next best time is now. Exactly. So essentially, whether it's right when you wake up in the morning or. You know, you have a break in the middle of the day or, you know, you, your, your evenings, like you stop working, you usually just sit on the couch. Like you need to block off some time in, in one of these spots. Like we ask our clients, like, are you ready? Are you willing to commit 10 hours a week to doing this? Like that's before we ask them for anything else. We say, are you willing to commit your time to, to getting this? And, you know, if they don't commit their time, we don't take them on board. So, I mean, it's really just it's, it's about committing to actually just doing it. I mean, there's no, I don't know if you want yeah, to elaborate just do on it. That. I mean, and, and how do you start? Like, what's a good way if you're outside your comfort zone? There's, there's little tricks you can do, sure. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you yeah, get that's bands. a good point. You can get bands so that every single time you see these bands, you're like, oh, I know exactly what to do with them because the Bold Brothers gave me a program. 
for these bands. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when you see something that signifies, oh, that's a workout tool, and then you can just go and do something that you know how to do, because a lot of time it's just uncertainty, man. Yeah. It's all about the setup. Yeah, it's all about the setup. So yeah. we, we used to, um, in that little period I was talking about in the beginning of the podcast, when, we were, when I graduated from college and we were just, like, learning everything about bodybuilding in the gym for that eight-month period before I got my job, what we were doing, man, is noticing every single day after dinner, we just sat down and watched a TV show. And we're like, bro, like, we're not going to use this time at night for anything productive, so let's just use this time as our gym time. So, like, we identified a day, a time in the day that was largely unproductive for us when we could be using it productively. And, you know, we had each other, so it was actually fun to go to the gym. So it's like, okay, instead of just watching this TV show next to each other, not even communicating, let's go to the gym and do an activity that not only betters us, Mm -hmm. but allows us to communicate and, like, better our relationship. Yep. Boom. That That was a hack right there. Wow, nice. Uh, this is a little bit similar that I read in Power of Habit. I don't know if you read that book. Yeah, I read some of it. I never finished that yeah, book. So, so ba- basically, you do have a cue. Cue can be the, the bands, for example. Then you have the trigger. You do the routine. Push-ups, for example. Like you wake up if you put... That's how I trick myself back home. I put like the yoga mat where you can do push-ups, yep, yeah. abs, and stuff like that. Like, and I always leave exactly. it like there. And I wake up and I... You know, I hate to do that. That's the worst part in in the day when I see that that blue yoga mat like watching me, and I'm like, oh, maybe not this day. Maybe not this day. What can happen? Like, if I don't do it one day, but eventually, when you start doing it more and more time, you just like wake up, you whine, you cry, or you bitch about it, and then I just like. Lay down and I just start like pushing one, two, three. And after that, it's like 45 minutes exercise. And it goes fast. And you're happy. Yeah, (laughs) it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah. So something like that maybe can be used for remote preneurs. Have a structure in your life. Like lay lay out the yoga mat. Make yourself uh, like meal prep or whatever. You know, make yourself some food ahead of time so it's ready when you need it. In terms of the gym, like I wouldn't, we don't even take any pre-workout or supplements anymore. But like yeah, we would a, have take a yeah, pre-workout. If we would have a routine where to. we would take our pre-workout every time we went to the gym. And once you take that pre-workout before you leave your house, you have to go, right? Yeah. Because or else you're going to be buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you know, do stuff that that forces you to take action. That's nice. Also, they say people. I I heard that for for fitness for gym, like. Just go to the gym. You don't need to exercise, but just go. Yeah, just, exactly. <laughs> just enter it. And well, when you enter it, like, well, yeah, let's so true, do a little bit this. Let's do push-ups. Let's do yeah. and before bench. You know yep. like, and, and it's important. I mean, it's interesting. The things that you don't want to do at the beginning, once you complete it, you're like, so yeah, it's man. a great You thing. walk a little taller. Your posture's a little better. A little sparkle in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but this morning I was doing some push-ups to prepare for you guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I have that, many man. push-ups to go. <laughs> That's where all that heavy breathing was coming from. <laughs> Did I walk you? <laughs> oh, man, dude. That's, yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, that's exactly what it takes, man. Yeah. You got excited for an event. You did some push-ups, took care of yourself. Yeah, definitely. Look at that. But I have more energy now, and, and it's like I'm more fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So, Fantastic. You know, yeah, it's great. And definitely, I'll be using some of your tips for my love handles. I don't know how to get rid of them. I mean, yeah, it's, there's, it's ridiculous. There's no, there's no way to target fat. I can make. We, that's a whole other podcast yeah. itself. We can yeah. talk for hours on that, but <laughs> yeah. so you cannot. Um, you can't target specific fat. You can only just control your calories in and your calories out. So how much are you moving every day? How much energy are you exerting? Because calories are just a unit of energy. And how much energy are you taking into your body? And so you figure out that balance and you can really manipulate your body to do anything you want. Yeah, it all comes down to nutrition to to really get that really desired look you want with your body. Yeah, I guess I, I'm doing something wrong with my nutrition because yeah yeah well i don't necessarily say wrong, wrong yeah. but just you're doing something consistently that isn't necessarily allowing you to lose love handles mm. oh, okay yeah we have a free ebook actually where <laughs> okay. you, you could uh you could check it out on our website boldbrothersfit.com okay. and so you download this ebook and it helps you identify your weak points what kind of body type you have 
and exactly how to start understanding, you know, calories in versus calories out just to get a good baseline of where are you and where should you go. So there's a little uh, multiple directions that it takes you depending on what you find for yourself. Well, remotepreneurs go to, how, how was the website? Boldbrothersfit.com and you'll see a little, uh, you know, button for a free, free, free ebook. Yeah. Can't miss it. Yeah. It's not your first time that you got a... <laughs> yeah, come on, yeah, you know yeah, what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to walk you through. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can you talk a little bit about the remote lifestyle? Yeah. Sure, what do you definitely. want to know about it? Your, your experience, like the life in New Jersey and life, for example, in Chiang Mai. And so to, to put it simply, life is much better since I made the switch out here. Just for everything, the people, like the culture. I mean, Thailand, not a lot of people speak English, but like, You're just so free. You, it feels so liberating. Like you ride around on your motorbike, you see the mountains. You know, Chiang Mai is a great city. You got the mountains right there, beautiful. And you're just riding around this. And there's just nothing, there's no restriction. There's nothing holding you back. You're just in this completely foreign environment. Like, and yep. it, it's a liberating feeling. It's you don't have a, that back home. Yeah. I mean, for instance, right here at this very house, in this very room, uh, we met some amazing entrepreneurs that we actually that actually inspired our movement out here to Chiang Mai in the first place. Yeah, this guy, Mike Vestile, a lot of people have probably heard of him uh, if they're remote entrepreneurs. But uh, yeah, we actually had the opportunity to invite him over here for Christmas dinner, and then it led into a whole conversation of, hey, uh, we're going to Copenhagen, because he was also with this guy, Kevin David, who's Another. huge on the FPA scene. And mm -hmm. uh, so, all right, we're with these two guys, and they're inviting us to go to Copenhagen in the islands, and it's like, But wait, we only have two days, and it's like, okay, so like, let's figure out transportation. And like, before we know it, we're like on a flight to Bangkok and a ferry and bus ride all, all the way to Copenhagen. We wake up and we're in a villa with like two amazing, <laughs> inspirational entrepreneurs right next to us, yep. and we just had the freedom to just say yes to it. You know, what an opportunity! And then we have uh, awesome New Year's with these guys, and like, just learning, growing. Everything is so much more you know, in your face when you're out exposing yourself to the people that you want to be around. Mm -hmm. It's sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree with you. This is my first time to come to Chiang Mai and it's like, it's a great network and it's a like huge productivity hack here. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's talking about business. Nobody's talking like, Oh, no. Sports, office drama. Yeah, office drama. <laughs> oh, you don't know what happened to me. No, 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 you don't know what happened to me. And the third one, no, 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 yeah. me. Everybody's like crying and bitching around. And you're like, here, everybody's doing their own thing, building their own brand, their, their own company, like different. I, I've talked with people that are in e-commerce, fitness, Insurance. Insurance. Insurance <laughs> remotely. Can you imagine insur no. in Germany insurance? I mean, they, come on, like couples German with Japanese, they escape the culture coming here in Chiang Mai building a Japanese building. I mean, it's like, come on, it's like mixture. It's amazing, man. Possibilities are endless. It's so, it's great too. And I mean, you see these people and they're, they're also like passionate about about what they do yeah. yeah 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 and then like we get into discussion and it's, if, if you even bring up anything like you were saying like oh you don't know what happened to me complaints yada yada yeah i've literally had people say like i've observed conversations you know never happened to me <laughs> but uh like people literally just say out here to my face like that's that's a limiting belief you know that that is complete yeah. bs <laughs> like come on man you're better than that and it's like boom like You are better than that. Yeah. And it just like literally, it's, it's a great way to level yeah. up. You get held accountable out here. Like your friends yeah. are also people who are, you know, hustling, you know, working for their own freedom, stuff like that. So when you start projecting your own limiting beliefs out, they'll tell you like, dude, like that's get a limiting, that shit that's out a limiting you, bro. belief. Yeah. What are you talking about, Bash man? that. That doesn't, that doesn't belong in this yeah. community. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And back home, people are like, oh no, I feel so bad for you. Like, oh, poor yeah. you. <laughs> poor you, you have yeah. no job and no education degree. Like, Can you help me? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody helps me. <laughs> yeah, it's bad back there. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very different, very different. Yeah, it's different. And one thing I've learned when I was in the United States, Maybe it's a cruel system, but it's it, same rules as the jungle applies. You're either an antelope or a lion. You're either going to be eaten or eat. Those are the two options. So everything depends on you. That's what I've learned in United States and maybe helped me 
you know, to come here and mm-hmm. not bitch around. Like I grew up, uh, my dad always telling me it's a dog eat dog world. Yeah. And I swear that helped me out so much throughout childhood to always be aware of my surroundings, never let your guard down. But uh, out here, it, it's it's less dog eat dog. Like the, it was in America, it was a dog eat dog world. But out here, it's like everybody's really truly supporting each other to the top because it's an abundance mindset. Yeah, there's yeah. enough for everybody in this in this world. Yeah, definitely, and everybody's helpful here. I mean, with the people I am talking of, like asking questions that I don't understand, like for remote preneurs website, like how to do, how can I do an SEO with a, for the podcast, YouTube, you guys told me a little bit about YouTube channels. I mean, it's really helpful that I couldn't learn. I, I have to do it on the internet. It, it's, it's far better to learn from somebody yeah, that actually- hands-on experiences. Yeah, done it. Definitely helpful. And I love that, that everybody here is working. And as you said, like, it, it's similar, like if you get your sneakers to go to the gym and you stand, you'll see other people, you know, doing yeah, exercise. Dude. You'll start doing exercise. Exactly. Like, yeah, the amazing way to put it. Yep. Yeah. See their worker get left behind. Yes. So you mentioned that your next destination is Bali, right? Yes. Bali. Bali. <laughs> Why Bali? Easy, um, man. Come on. Well, I know. There's obviously, we live in a big world where there's a tons of tropical islands and beautiful places, but there's not a lot of those, these places that are packed with successful entrepreneurs that's that it. are networked. And that's know, exactly the, it's the network, it. right? Like Bali has so many highly successful, like high-level entrepreneurs, and um, that's why we're going there. You yeah, know? Like, we kind of say like Chiang Mai is like the uh, it's like the incubator. The incubator, yeah. It's where you come. It's where you get your ideas, uh, your head straight, everything clear. Uh-huh. You build clarity here, and then you go to Bali to you know start hammering home, scaling up, and really just expanding and living the the true like four hour work week lifestyle. Yeah. Well, I, I think everybody's end goal is like Tim Ferriss for our work week oh yeah maybe we cannot achieve it exactly for our week but maybe it's not. a kind good of goal version, i yeah. mean you you should it's a 10x a, right yeah it's 10x just aim to the to the moon and you'll end up at least on the scar star or something like exactly, that exactly that, that's what i'm always doing like i'm 10xing like i want fifty thousand dollars a month i will probably miss it but if you end up with seven thousand dollars a month you kind of loser but it's $7,000 a month in Bali and Chiang Mai. You can do a yeah. lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Southeast Asian lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. I, lo- I love this place. I mean, how many people do you think live digital nomads or remote preneurs here in Chiang Mai? I heard an estimate not too long ago that, uh, actually, it was just a couple of days ago, maybe. And I think it was a current estimate that there's 5,000 people. Wow. Expats yeah. in Chiang Mai. Expats. Expats. So they live. Okay, and what about like us that are not expats? That are. I mean, I, well, digital nomads are included in that oh, okay. in, in that number. So like, oh, you know, okay. there's uh, foreigners living in Chiang Mai. Oh, okay, so that's some kind of official estimate of yeah, Thailand. Yeah. So with that, I mean, how many are actual cons- considering themselves digital nomads right now? I'd say in Chiang Mai, there's got to be three thousand. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, because what's, everybody what's can say, with even if you're a teacher who teaches online, you're a digital nomad. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it doesn't have to be a, an entrepreneur necessarily to be a digital nomad. So I definitely want to associate with the digital entrepreneurs personally. And so I actually noticed when I first came out here to Chiang Mai, we were going to all the meetups. It's super easy to meet people. And we met the uh, guy who actually runs this co-working mansion right here. Uh, the guy, his name is Pav. Amazing guy. Yeah, yeah amazing And guy. so we saw him, and he's, like, super interactive in all the meetups. And, of course, he's the guy that we go talk to. And we yeah. had an amazing conversation, click right off the bat. And uh, with, through him, we were able to start meeting a lot more other, like, entrepreneurs in the space out here. Yeah. And we actually ended up frequenting these, these meetups way less yeah. because we actually found the community that we were looking for. Yeah. There's so, a lot of people going to these meetups that don't really know what they're doing. You know, they're new. Yeah. Um, which is perfect. Man. Yeah, it's, it's a perfect place fine. to be for them. To figure it out. Exactly. Uh, yesterday, I was one of the events, like first my event here. Mm-hmm. Digital Nomad Coffee Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a great speech about testimonials. Yeah. How to use it to, to get more clients and customers. I believe you guys can also use that. Fantastic. And there were like 30, 40 people, like everybody listening, everybody interested in the subject, like, 
everybody's like typing, like making notes. Mm -hmm. like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's man. another thing with living here. Like there's that event every Friday and you know, usually you pay hundreds of dollars to like go see someone speak like, yeah. and learn something, like get value. And you know, these events are happening every single week. And you know, we we would get a ton of value from showing up and listening to the speaker talk. You know, yeah, like, yeah. you learn so much from these people. And back home, they don't have a weekly event where like some successful dude is coming and speaking for free. Like, yeah, and plus, yeah. I mean, you as as a digital entrepreneur, you have the opportunity to speak at these yeah. events. We actually at that one you were at yesterday, back in uh, November thirtieth. Yeah, no, November thirtieth, we gave a talk on that same oh, stage. Yeah. yeah, we had over sixty people show up to our talk. Nice. And you know they take care of the promotion for you. These events are you know run by people who want to get as much exposure as possible to their the people who are coming up and speaking. And then all the go people in the audience want to really be there. So it's like, it's a great opportunity. Yeah. And we gave a whole entire presentation about how digital nomads can take better care of their fit in Chiang Mai. Nice, nice. That's yeah. a great subject. Can people find the recording somewhere? It it's on Facebook. Uh, it's on Facebook Live on the, the, face the Digital Nomad Coffee Club page. Okay. Uh, if they go down that page a little bit back in November, uh, there's yeah. a live video of our presentation. If they want to watch that. By the way, next Friday, I'm doing a speech. Nice. And see, there you go. You <laughs> can just get up there and do your thing, and people will show up. I'm talking about uh, sales for remotepreneurs, for digital nomads. I believe we have a great lifestyle, and the only thing that can stop you, leave it like long-term, is money. And money is equal income. Income equals sales. So that's what I do. I'm a salesperson for eight years. Started from life insurance selling, cold calling, door to door, all the you know old school method with a lot of rejections, with a new school, and I just made a combination and used it in, in integrated in freelancing. Dude, I, I, I wish I could go, man. Yeah. I, I mean, we're unfortunately, we're moving to Bali yeah. on Wednesday, but man, you're gonna have a great time. I think people are gonna love it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Be sure to watch that Facebook Live, though. Yeah. yeah. Yo, everybody catch on the Facebook Live. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you're mentioning digital entrepreneurs. The reason why I called it remotepreneurs, I think the entrepreneur term is a little bit outdated because it includes people in the railway business, like old school, yeah. like factories. And we are part that everybody here either makes money as a freelancer or building a company as a business person remotely. So I think the better terminology would be instead of digital entrepreneur, remotepreneur. I love it. Yeah. That's our new word, huh? Yeah. Um, we are coining a new term here. Yeah, we're, we're remotepreneurs, bro. That's right. Yeah, you're, you're remotepreneurs, bold remotepreneurs. Right. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, okay. Lastly, who do you refer to be on my podcast that you met here or you know some uh, other remotepreneurs successful? Yeah. Um, if you guys want some more gym guys, uh, there's these dudes called Plant Calisthenics here in Chiang Mai. Okay. And so they're plant-based vegan and they focus primarily on calisthenics movements and they're freaking beasts. Really smart, knowledgeable dudes, both business and the gym. And uh, I think they would make an epic podcast for you. And we're good friends with them, so I can definitely uh, you know, do some work to get them on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do the referral. I can do the cold call and we'll close them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Can you again tell the, the website? So the, we start, guys, we, we need to start getting shape. So uh, so our website is yeah. boldbrothersfit.com. Okay. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at Bold Brothers Fit, Instagram Bold Brothers Fit. If you want to add us, you, want, you like Facebook, you like want a more personal experience with us. You can add me on personally on Facebook, Connor Sellers. Just send me a little message saying you watch the podcast and stuff like that. And you know, I'll happily accept your friend requests. Same, Same with, with Tyler. Me, Tyler Sellers. Shoot me a message. I'm always in the DMs, getting after everybody, giving them as much value. Literally ask me anything you want. As long as it's gym, fitness, health related, I got you. I'm all about longevity. I'm all about movement, functionality, strength, aesthetics, if you want to look great. So Shoot me a message, guys. Really appreciate it. Guys, thank you for, for the show. I think we, we got a lot of value, especially for fitness. We think, I, I, I honestly believe personally for myself that I need to do more work to keep my posture at least for work, get more energy and do exercise. And definitely I will start to build remote habits for fitness. Fantastic, my yeah, man. Awesome to hear that. It'll be really important because, you know, 
you got so many years in the tank is yeah. doing something like this. And to really just grasp your fitness now and get ahead of the game, get ahead of the ball, you're going to be solid for years to come. You won't have to worry about being in a wheelchair when you're an old man. You won't have to have a walker, all that all that stuff that comes yeah. with that. Yeah, all the health problems. Yeah, yeah. Man, All so. the aches and pains that your parents would complain about, you know. like You're you better, you're better that. than that. Yeah, definitely. I know I am. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I come man. from the factories. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I know that's I am. That's work right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Okay, well, future remotepreneurs, if you like the podcast, I would advise you to go to remotepreneurs.com and sign up for the newsletter so you can receive weekly podcast updates, show notes, free materials from, from these guys. We can send you the, the link and also the ebook so you can start your fitness regime for remotepreneurship. And until next time, bye-bye. Peace. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the podcast to be the first to hear new episodes. And if you feel that this episode provided you with value, we invite you to share this podcast with a friend that is trying to escape the matrix and create his or her own remote economy. Visit remotepreneurs.com and join the email list to receive this episode's show notes and a welcoming gift.